This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 208. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Ask Kickers, welcome to another episode of The Daily Diaries. This month, I am giving you weekday podcast episodes along with accompanying emails, and I have been enjoying it a lot. I really hope that you are too. (laughs) We started on episode 200, and if you're just joining us, it might be a little bit easier and make more sense if you started at episode 200. I'm telling stories from my book tour, and this week they're a little bit more random stories throughout my life that I have grabbed onto and I'm telling you in order to teach some life lessons. Y'all, I'm really excited about next week. Next week's posts and podcast episodes are a little bit angry, not at anyone in particular, but I guess I'll just have to let you, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to leave you all in suspense and starting on Monday, they are going to be five more episodes or no, I have 10 more, 10 more total, but next week is, yeah, I get a, I get a little bit fired up. Okay. So This particular episode, I'm talking about life becoming unmanageable. I titled this particular episode, My Life Had Become Unmanageable. And I know many of you who listen to this podcast are sober in recovery. Some of you are thinking about it. And many of you are normal drinkers or even non-drinkers who don't have a problem with alcohol. What I'm about to talk about is based on a saying from the Rooms of Recovery, but that does not mean it only applies to us alcoholics or people who are problem drinkers or have a strange relationship with alcohol. I believe that what I'm about to talk about applies to everyone. I want to talk about the term, my life had become unmanageable, and it comes from the first of 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Step one is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. And to be honest, (laughs) I always had a problem with the whole life had become unmanageable part. And it's the very first step. So it's kind of important that you, you know, kind of wrap your head around this and, and figure it out what that actually looks like in your own life for someone who is going through the 12 steps. Part of it because I didn't feel like my life had become unmanageable when I got sober. I had a great job I loved. I had a good marriage. I had two great kids. I had friends. My life was pretty damn good. And I had it explained to me that it was my spirituality that had become unmanageable. And that really didn't seem right either. I mean, sure, I had moved away from spirituality when I was drinking, But still, it was all very confusing to me in the beginning of my recovery. It was also explained to me that it was my insides that had become unmanageable, not my outsides. You know, your outsides being your relationships, your job, like everything the way it looks on the outside to other people. And since I had had the emotional shit kicked out of me in 2006, I felt like I had healed a good deal from that and didn't feel as unmanageable as I had back then. So as I told you the story in a couple of episodes ago about the rehab place and then coming home from that when I was visiting my boyfriend and finding out that he had cheated on me, that I believe was my rock bottom. That for me 
was when I admitted that my life had become unmanageable. And so here I was five years later after that, when I decided to get sober and I feel like I had come a long way. So I was like, wait, (laughs) my timeline's messed up. I really don't believe that my life is unmanageable right now. And in terms of being in recovery, not being able to fit into that really made me feel like my bottom wasn't low enough. Maybe I did need to wait until my life was unmanageable. My drinking was unmanageable to get sober. You know, my insides and my outsides, which by the way is dangerous thinking to to think, oh, maybe I should just keep drinking until I finally reach that low bottom that I think that I need. So I kept asking about that. You know, I kept asking people in recovery to help me with that because I really didn't didn't feel like it. And I was hearing also a lot of stories of people who were confirming in their own lives, yes, their life had become unmanageable when they decided to stop drinking. And I could not, I felt like I could not fit into that. And it was explained again a couple of different ways and it never seemed like it applied to my life until I had about four years of sobriety and recovery and I realized how shit my boundaries were. And in the first couple of years in my recovery, I realized how emotionally illiterate I was. I mean, I I realized that pretty early on and that I had a lot to learn in terms of communication. So it was like, oh, it's my relationships, my emotions, and boundaries that had become unmanageable. And I think people call that lots of different things. I think that's what whoever was refer whoever was talking to me about my insides being unmanageable just hadn't specified you know the relationships that you have, the trust that you have, the intimacy that you have, your emotions, your boundaries, those types of things. Oh, oh, now I get it. Now I get it. Just took me a minute. And again, you don't have to be an alcoholic or a love addict or anything addict to have all of that feel unmanageable. Feelings and emotions are crazy tough sometimes, and numbing out becomes easier for us, right? Boundaries seem impossible, so people-pleasing and blaming become your go-to. Communication, no one taught us, so we tend to not know how to fight fair. We don't own our own stuff, and we can tend to be passive-aggressive because we don't know how to communicate. And honestly, that's why I wrote my last book. Everything I just mentioned was woven into How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. But what I want to make clear in this particular episode is that some of the hardest and best work we will do in our lives, yes, of course, is the work we do on ourselves, but also is the work we'll do with the people we love the most, the people we're in relationships with. We have emotional attachments with them and emotional transactions with them. If we don't know how to communicate in a way that makes us proud, Our lives can feel unmanageable. If we don't know how to set boundaries and have hard conversations, our lives can feel unmanageable. In the second week of my book club, I know many of you listening are in that book club, and there was, I think it was in our second week, yeah, it was our second week, and we were talking about the people-pleasing chapter of my book, and there were a lot of questions in there like, how do I 
how do I deal with this with my sister? You know, my sister's passive aggressive. How do I deal with my family who doesn't seem it's a problem that they micromanage me and make fun of me? How do I have this hard conversation? And, and it's like, and it's funny, there was this one particular woman, gosh, I forget her name. I wish that I remembered, but she was, she was asking a question in the thread and she said, I think I know what I need to do. I need to have a conversation with so-and-so. And many times we realize that that's the solution and we so don't want it to be the solution. Like, <laughs> please make it be something else, but it's not. And I was, I was doing my live video in that group and I was telling them like, Hey, this is hard for me too. ask my best friend, how much I procrastinate on having hard conversations with my own family members and the people that I'm the closest to. Again, this is the hardest, but the best work that we will ever do. So tomorrow, all these lessons I've been talking about all week come together. I have one more story for you tomorrow too. And I've put together a worksheet that has journaling prompts just for you, just like last Friday. And lastly, tomorrow as well, Friday, registration is open for Raise Hell, a four-month online program that is part course, part support group, part accountability group, and all-around adventure that will take you from being on autopilot in your life to taking action on the life you want. This is Ray's Hell's maiden voyage, so there is an introductory price. I believe when a woman sits down to decide what she wants and what she's willing to do and then stands up to declare it, commits to it, and also asks for help, When women come together in solidarity to change their lives for the better and not put up with other people or the world shit, that is an act of raising hell. We start soon, so stay tuned tomorrow for more information on where to find out more about that. All right? So until next time, ass kickers, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. 